Hey everyone, welcome to the Psych Sideshow Podcast. We made this podcast to develop our curiosity and yours. And we imagine ourselves as keen experimentalists when researching and implementing protocols. And hope you can imagine yourself as that as well. Our thoughts and views are aligned with the knowledge of an undergraduate student and it's not meant to be taken as professional advice in any sense. But join us chaotic beings in this journey of self-discovery as long as it is in a safe and informed manner. We We hope hope you enjoy enjoy this episode. And I'm Lucian here. And today we're going to talk about... Sleep! sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, um, let's get started. Uh, yeah, so I guess we're just going to be talking about sleep, its detriments, its benefits, and both of our experiences of sleep, our relationship with sleep, if it's healthy, if it's unhealthy. I don't know. Ha- and the ups and downs of sleep. Yeah, exactly. Especially as a uni student. Especially as a uni student. <laughs> I feel like that's a big factor in how well you do. <laughs> but anyway, how about you tell us, Sneha, how, how, what's your relationship with sleep at the moment? At the moment, I would say it's pretty okay. At the moment, I think my relationship with sleep is decent i've been getting at least seven to eight hours of sleep every night and kind of prioritizing that with because of recovery and fitness and training um but yeah curious what's your relationship with sleep uh it's been a bit a bit all over the place definitely yeah like i feel like i don't know i've been trying to get my sleep on track for a long long time and it's just yeah it just has its ups and downs, like I'm sure many people have. Like, at the moment, I think I'm doing all right. I'm usually going to sleep around uh, 12 p.m. Yeah, 12 p.m. And then I wake up... Oh, no, 12 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it 12 p.m.? I always get those confused. Is it just me? Yeah, yeah it's no, 12 a.m. Yeah, I thought it was 12 a.m. <laughs> Ignore that. I was just, like, nodding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're just nodding along. Alright, um, yeah, 12 a.m. I usually go to sleep, and then I wake up at around 8.30, uh, sometimes 9, and then if it's earlier in the day, I usually get up earlier, which, 8 hours, recommended by the World Health uh, Organization. Uh, yeah, very important to get that 8 hours. I've actually been obsessed with sleep recently. I've been reading a lot uh, I can see your notes. Yes, a lot of notes right here. Um, Matthew Walker, he is such an interesting character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I like him a lot. He he has a lot of interesting insight, and I've been trying to take on board a lot what he's saying and kind of adding them to my own life. And yeah, I'm just kind of been having a bit of fun with it. I think it's been going up and down as always, but yeah, having a bit of fun with it. We were going to talk about. What was it? My relationship with sleep? Or no, we already talked yeah, about that. Yeah, our relationships with sleep and how, I don't know. I also wanted to talk, I guess, the fluctuations, the circadian rhythms and all of that. Yeah, the circadian rhythms. The, the what's it called? I like the circadian rhythms. They, yeah, they take place in the supra-charismatic nucleus. It's actually uh, a little part 
just above the cross section of the optic nerves. So the the big kind of nerves that come out from behind your eyes to your brain. And they actually cross over at one point and above that crossover point is that supra charismatic nucleus, which is basically the internal clock. Which I think is super awesome that we even have that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And how do people how do they measure or read these rhythms in there? Uh, brain scans, I'm pretty sure. MRI scans and um uh, I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure what they're called, but you know when they attach those yeah. electrodes to your head and everything. I don't know. Fun fact, I've actually had those attached to me to partake in research for like a PhD student. Really? T- uh, yeah. t- t- tell us about that. So, so um, what they were doing is measuring brain activity with a nicotine patch um, and your resistance to pain. Something like that. Or your feeling of pain. What do they do to you? (laughs) So this is different levels of heat onto your skin. So you've got like these patches on your skin as well. And then they put put on these just like, it's kind of like a wired mesh net put onto your head. Yeah. To And they put put on a liquid into your scalp or into that thing to kind of help with detecting different brain, I guess, waves. Or whatever. Like the electric activity, new neuron activity within the brain. Yeah, as you can tell, we're pretty novice to, to a lot of this and we haven't done... Like, I don't want to say things that I don't really know about. And, yeah. Yeah, if you're listening to this, don't take what we say 100%. Because we're, 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 it's kind of a learning journey for all of us. People who are listening and us in general. But also... But like, I feel like we're really good experimentalists. Like, if we were given the resources, we would happily do the experiment. Oh yeah, definitely. I'd love, I'd love to be a little mouse in a maze. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm the biggest experimental participant. Yeah, right like, now. oh yeah, I remember. That's what we were going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, the kind of sleep changes that I've been going through after reading Matthew Walker's um, book. And also listening to a few podcasts, um, one thing I learned is really important is when you wake up in the morning, having that in like sunlight within the first hour of waking up is super important because that's actually how our internal clock or the supra charismatic nucleus is actually uh, finding its rhythm in the morning. So I always, so what I've been doing recently not always. Like, I think I've actually stopped two days ago. No, no, I didn't stop two days ago. I missed one two days ago, and I'm still going. Um, but, yeah, I, I woke up in the morning. I went out for a walk, um, about 30 minutes, which is actually really good because I have a little dog, a dash hound. <laughs> yes, Jasper. Jasper. And I've always feel terrible about not giving him for a walk. So this is also just a really fun little thing you can do in the morning which is good for your health good for your rhythm in the morning your circadian rhythm making sure that your brain like fires up and goes like hey you're awake you need that morning energy you know it's also good for the dog because it's always happy <laughs> like i don't know if it's for like any other people's dogs but 
my dog will happily sleep till like 1 p.m. Really? <laughs> you will just sleep all day. Yeah. I don't know. Have you had many pets like that? Um, well, I was living with a husky for two years up until last year, I think. I mean, for a year and a half. And huskies are, I think, at least the husky I was living with, she was an early bird. Like, mm. it, they would wake up and would be psyched to go for a run whenever. No. <laughs> like, going for a walk and this and that. And also very demanding in terms of, like, getting affection. No, that's nice. And love. And, <laughs> yeah. But, and very loyal too. I don't, I don't know if that's the thing with huskies in general. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, Dashhounds are very loyal. Like, he always barks at any passes going by. Like, <laughs> especially little children. My Dashhound does not like little children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Well>. But... <laughs> Like it's well, a, <laughs> like it's so funny. I think my dash hound is like lazier than me. Like I think it was this morning. He was, <laughs> I, I I got up. I I like put my walking clothes on. I got the collar and everything, and I went into my bed. And he literally hid himself under my sheets because he didn't want to go out. Really? Yeah. No way. And he was so he was so cute, and I I, I love him. Like he's so funny. That's so cute. Nah. That's so. That's so rogue as well. I don't. I don't. I feel like any dog would jump at the opportunity to go. Yeah. <laughs> like if I say, like if I say the word "walk" to him, then he'll get excited. Um, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, um, just yeah, waking up. Uh, within the first hour of waking up, going on like a thirty-minute walk doesn't have to be long. It's actually how I've been uh, reading my book recently. Well listening to my book i'm actually listening it as an audiobook which is really cool so you just pick a direction walk listen to your audiobook walk the dog just have a casual good morning and uh, another reason well i guess a more in-depth reason why this is so good is that how it actually connects to your circadian rhythms is that because um it is in that cross-section of the optic nerves um, the light that you actually get into your eyes, um, the super charismatic nucleus actually samples the light from your optic nerve to know when it's awake. Like basically, yeah, getting your mood going, getting your exercise, well, not exercise, but you know, getting waking up your body going like, all right, this is the start of the day, you got to go. And honestly, I think my mood and my energy levels have been, it's been doing pretty well, like... I didn't do it for one day, and I was terrible, but I did, I've been doing it for most days, and it's been really good. How do you think it was before you started doing it? Like, uh, It was very much like I woke up, I didn't feel like I really had to do anything, so I kind of just slept, you know, or just did a lot of my work in bed, which is another really bad thing, like... I guess we're, we're, we're starting with all the tips, so I guess we'll start with the tips and then end. It's a bit backwards, but you know what? <laughs> um, another thing is that uh, just doing things in your bed besides sleeping is just a bad habit to have. This is uh, something I learned from Matthew Walker again, but he actually has a podcast I would recommend to everyone. Um, and he was saying how not staying in bed when you're not sleeping is a good thing because you should only be in bed when you're sleeping 
because then if you're in bed, you're watching a show, kind of like enjoying yourself, which I love doing, your brain, it kind of makes that connection to the environment of lying down in your bed as, hey, this is entertainment, this is like happiness, you should be awake, rather than, all right, it's time to go to sleep now. So I've been trying to, I have like a desk nearby, so whenever I do anything, I try to like sit at my desk rather than sleeping, yeah. I mean, rather than in my bed. I don't know if it's just me, but like, I've definitely been guilty of like watching TV shows. Like, I have a projector right here. Yeah. And I sleep for a while. Well, it's not necessarily that I take my laptop and watch it through my laptop, but I just put it onto a big screen and go to bed. But I also feel like, yes, that might not lead to quality sleep because mm, I just don't wake up feeling completely satisfied with my night's sleep. Yeah, honestly, um, I feel like that's a, like very similar to me, how I'm not... I'm not very. I'm usually not very satisfied with my sleep. Like, yeah. when I wake up, I usually feel groggy. I don't feel like... I don't really feel like I'm 100%. Mm-hmm. And I was actually thinking, because I almost did it last time. I almost actually did a sleep study. And you know what? If I, I, and I was thinking I'm actually supposed to get another checkup soon. So maybe right. I'll ask about it again. Mm-hmm. So if I do a sleep study, maybe I'll add a little extension at the end of this <laughs> podcast of yeah. my experience going through it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought that would be fun. But, yeah, my experience is right now. Yeah, it's like a sleep study, kind of like your patterns. So you and, need to go to the doctor and wait. Yeah, I, I think I actually need out. a sleep in a lab. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I know it's cool, but I think it might be like it costs some money. So I have to look into it. But yeah. anyway, nah, it'll be fun. Um, I might do it. But, yeah, basically right now, if I don't want to, without spending too much money or any money, I've just been trying to like ingrain those good habits, waking up, uh, sunlight, um, making sure I don't really have coffee in the morning. I know a lot of people have coffee and that's pretty normal. Uh, I think actually coffee, caffeine is like the most popular drug in the world. 90% of Westerners, I found an article saying that 90% of Westerners have caffeine on a daily basis. Which I think I think checks out. Like <laughs> caffeine is such a popular drug, you just look at everywhere, and everyone's getting a coffee in the morning, which I I completely understand. But for me personally, um, I know this is a kind of thing, and this is a, another interesting thing. People have like different enzymes in their liver, I believe. That I I might be wrong, so you might need to check me on this. Mm-hmm. But I think it's in their liver. Uh, enzymes are the things that break down the caffeine and some people are more susceptible to caffeine some people are not as susceptible I think I'm more of a susceptible person because when I have caffeine I usually beginning to get like headaches and I feel like sick and there's like a lot of bad negatives to me I don't know what how do you feel about caffeine I think I've been drinking some form of caffeine since I've yeah <laughs> so but I, it's very much a daily part of like a daily ritual for me to have my morning cup of tea or coffee um for me i think it regulates me in a way because after having caffeine i feel like i can hyper focus on something more 
but that feeling and we last for like 30 minutes to one hour yeah I think that's the strongest effect of caffeine damn that's interesting like right after drinking it like it just gets me focused yeah i i agree but for me when i have caffeine it's usually like longer i feel like mm-hmm. i kind of get in that mode longer but then i also have the negative effects like the vitriol yeah so i think i'm just more susceptible and you're probably more you have those stronger enzymes <laughs> um yeah the last podcast with, with Huberman, um andrew Huberman, he spoke about how some people can drink coffee right after waking up because they don't have that afternoon crash mm. that is followed after drinking coffee mm. and the only re- the reason one of the reasons why he recommends people all drink caffeine after like two hours after waking is because you don't have to go through the effects of an afternoon crash yeah because that's when most people like to do a massive chunk of like their high intense work yeah like definitely cognitive loaded cognitively loaded work Mm-mm. um so yeah i think for me caffeine's like a routine which i enjoy yeah that's fair it's good to have that one anchor every day like, <laughs> yes you're alive yes, yeah drink your coffee Pe- people love their routines <laughs> like i think i read that somewhere as well saying yeah. how routine is even just like good for mental health usually <laughs> usually um, until it gets boring yeah that's true that uh, i i get bored quite quick with routine but i've been getting better i've been getting better but yeah um i've been trying to not drink as much caffeine this is probably different for everyone so then if i have those days that i really do need caffeine and i have it then it's a lot stronger in like a way that i need it like as long as i don't have too much you know if, if do you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, like it's, yeah. I'm not tolerant basically to it. So because I'm not tolerant, when I have it, its effects become stronger. So I can really focus on something if I really need to. Um, and also just making sure you don't have caffeine. This is for everyone though. Uh, making sure you don't have caffeine after twelve midday, because it can it can disrupt your sleep. All right, maximum two p.m. I've read, I've, I've, uh, yeah, I've read and I've heard 2 p.m. is usually the cutoff point when you should have caffeine because it really just disrupts the, the brain mechanisms for sleep. Like, um, there's this thing called sleep pressure, which is really cool. And like, I don't know, it's so cool. It's called, uh, basically sleep pressure is this chemical in your brain, um, uh, called adrenazine. And when you wake up, um, it slowly builds up during the day until you need to head to sleep. And what caffeine does, it actually stops adrenazine. Um, but the thing is, we usually have that caffeine crash like you talked about, right? It doesn't actually really stop the adrenazine from building up. It just stops the effects of it. So it does a delay. Yeah, it, it basically delays the effects of adrenazine. So that's why when the caffeine runs out, finally, this big flood of adrenazine comes into your brain and that's the caffeine crush, crash usually. Right. That makes so much sense. Yeah, and that's basically called uh, the sleep pressure over the day. Mm. Adrenazine builds up and then usually um, it hits like a high point, which then you fall asleep at the end of the day. Is yeah. there, I don't know, 
I feel like I've um, heard about this association between adrenosine and cortisol. Mm. Is there a link in the book as well on like cortisol levels and adrenaline? Because in the early in the morning, that's when as your adrenaline rises, isn't that also when cortisol also naturally just spikes up, builds up? Uh, it didn't mention it in the book, and I don't, I don't too know too much about it. Do you have any insights on cortisol and adrenaline? I think from like the podcast that I listen to, I haven't read or verified the research papers myself. Um, but it's that it's better to get early morning, like a cortisol spike early in the morning than it is to late at night. Because mm. if you do get a cortisol spike late at night, it's going to interfere with the quality and level of sleep you're getting because of adrenaline yeah. interactions between cortisol. Yeah, actually, I I do I do remember now. You just you, you just made a little bell ring in my brain. Mm-hmm. I remember a link between cortisol in the early morning and feeling more energized as well, which is another routine thing I've been doing. I've been having cold showers, yeah, which is lot. apparently very good for high cortisol in the morning. And dopamine. Cold and, and dopamine, apparently. Yeah, I've been doing the Wim Hof method, which some people might know. Uh, it's basically taking cold showers and like really focusing on your breathing. Uh, oxy, uh uh, making your blood more like filled with oxygen which is actually quite good for like performance enhancement in exercise and stuff like that like and recovery. Uh, yeah in recovery like i think the other night i don't know if this was just placebo it might have been but because placebo is so <laughs> strong you never know <laughs> but i i was doing a breathing exercise and uh, I did it for as long as I could. And it was like my longest time. I did it, held, held my breath for like four minutes. And then we went rock climbing straight afterwards. And I just felt like I could conquer the world. Like I was like climbing on everything. And yeah, I was like, a lot of good climbs yeah, that was a lot of good climbing. So I don't know. That's kind of my experience of that. So I think it definitely improves my energy when it has to do with exercise. But when it has to do with studying, concentrating, really focusing on something like that doesn't have to make me use any physical uh, exertion, then I feel like it's actually not helpful. I think it's actually the opposite effect. Because you feel low? Yeah, because you do get a bit dizzy from holding your breath for so long and like the breathing techniques are quite intense. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to not do the breathing techniques when I have to do study and then I'm doing them just before I do exercise, which I have been actually finding that helps. But yeah, I'll, I'll keep keep you updated. Yeah, see if that keeps do. going. I don't know if I should do it. Yeah, it's it's good I remember, fun. Yeah, I briefly did it like in 2021 because I had nothing better to do and it was like peak lockdown. Yeah, that's but, fair. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should start. I, I do want cult. I've, this is a term that's really popular in the fitness community, taking cold plunges. Oh yeah. Which is basically. Just oh like, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> well, I actually used to do those when I was young without like even thinking about it because it's just so fun to like in winter <laughs> in Australia <laughs> and then well we didn't well we don't have ice water in Australia but we used to just <laughs> go swimming in the ocean in winter oh. or in swimming pools. Yeah. And you like. The initial shock is just so 
oh, it, it makes it so hard to breathe. It's like all the oxygen gets taken out immediately, but then you get used to it and it's just fun and it just feels really refreshing. Yeah, I got to do it more often. I got to yeah, go swimming wanna, in winter. I want to start doing that. Yeah. I feel like winter, winter. Mm. This is this is just an opinion that I have. I think winter is the best time for you to implement new schedules and for you to test out on new discipline protocols that you Maybe. want to implement yourself. Ah. Because like, it's double resistance. Winter is usually the time that people do, are not motivated to get out of their beds. But you don't want to be stuck in that circle of unproductivity. Or no, I wouldn't say unproductivity. I hate the productivity culture. But... I guess, like, you don't want to be stuck into that same mentality of, like, oh, winter, the weather's out, the, the weather's cold, I want to sleep in. But it's a perfect time to actually... This is another trick, like, the three-second rule or, like, counting down to three, which is one, two, three, and you're out of the bed. You don't let any other thoughts come into your head. Ah, I haven't heard of that. And what do you mean by the uh, productivity culture? I just think, like... This is something I've given into, like, allowing yourself to feel really, no, just feeling really shitty because you haven't done throughout the whole day. I just feel like if I just let myself be, I'll eventually have the realization that I'll have to do something eventually (laughs) and I'll end up being productive without having this external expectation of me to be productive. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to, like, internally, inherently, we're all meant to be productive. Of course. Um, and we all want to do something good for ourselves. And I just think, yeah, you don't have to feel guilty about not being productive. Because if you want to stay in some days, just, you know, stay in, babes. It's just, it's just not your day. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you don't have to conquer, conquer every yeah. single day. You know what they say, Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just a quick note to caffeine again, just two seconds. Uh, listeners, be careful of things that say they are decaf. They actually <laughs> do have caffeine in it. No, they it's have 98% a... decaf. I was talking to my flatmate about this the other day. No, I, I've, I've heard that some caf, some caf, like coffees that say decaf are not actually completely out of caffeine. <laughs> like they still have they like they have a lot less like it's only 15% but it's still not good for sleep so listeners right. be wary okay check your decaffeinated coffee it might actually not be decaffeinated okay i'll have to go check my decaf coffee yeah see there you go <laughs> uh and then and then one more little thing that i've been doing that i've been finding so fun um having just uh, what's it called? A winding down kind of end of day routine. Mm-hmm. So like at the end of the day, I, I usually uh, maybe watch a movie because I'm, I'm a big movie buff. I love my movies. Yeah. Uh, watch a movie with my friend. It usually hits 11.30. And then for 30 minutes, I just do little things. I've been painting a lot. Yeah, um, in the in I believe it was the podcast. Uh, Matthew Walker said that doing little things like uh, reading uh, or mindfulness meditation or just anything that's that's mostly off the screen that you can just do to relax, like even like a warm bath. Mm-hmm. Like, I I love my baths. I don't yeah. know, <laughs> but a warm um, bath. 
Yeah, but basically... But you need time to, like, prepare a bath. Do you, Nah, you just turn it on and you go in. <laughs> That's what I do. Um, but, yeah, I've been doing painting, which has been fun. Like, oh, yeah. Lovely. I like... Uh, I've been painting. It's so been fun. So like a warm-down... Sort of like self care. A wind care. down, self care. Oh, that's sports. <laughs> like a wind down, self care routine. Yeah, because I think a lot of people think as sleep as an uh like things that should just happen instantly. <laughs> like you should yeah. go to bed and then you should go blah, <laughs> go straight to sleep. But it's actually a process of just really leaning into it just relaxing it's the end of the day so just having a little routine just before you go to sleep wind yourself down yeah not think about anything stressful if you can think ideally getting your cortisol levels down yeah well i don't know how you do how do you do that i don't think i i don't think i know how to do that but (laughs) i guess when you're thinking of stressful events or stressful thoughts your cortisol levels going to peak yeah and uh, I'm obsessed with heart rate tracking. I don't know if you've noticed or know this no. about me, but I usually I actually didn't go through. Oh, look at that! My my heart rate's really, really low right now, which is good because at the start of this day, it was resting at sixty eight beats per minute, which I did not like because it was over yeah. <laughs> my usual and I was like why am I stressed this is not supposed to happen Making yeah, yeah, myself yeah, yeah. stressed over the thought of like <laughs> yeah by having your it's like a what's it called it's like a loop you get more stressed because your heart beats higher than it yeah. should be and then you get but more stressed yeah for for a usual for a layman I feel like heart rate can be a good indicator of how you're feeling yeah but you, you don't want to stress over it I mean, you don't want to stress over it. Like, you don't want to be like, oh, I want this heart rate, because that's probably not healthy. Yeah, I guess, yeah, maybe I have been thinking about looking at my heart rate, but I'm not really sure how to, like, what's good, kind of understand what it means. Interpret it. Interpret it, that's the word, yeah. Like, in the running community, or in running itself or training, heart rate's a really important thing. Um, I personally haven't felt the effects of it, but apparently when you train slower, where you're not running a really fast pace and you're training at like a really slow pace, but you intend to keep your heart rate at this thing called zone two training, Mm. which is between one, I could be wrong with the numbers, like it's not exactly the same, but it's within this range. It's between 143 beats per minute to... 160 beats per minute and that's where you can run at a talking pace Mm. and if you do most of your training surrounding that heart rate zone and you do the rest of your 20% of your runs outside of it like within 180 to 190 beats per minute apparently you're supposed to get faster and you can get like you can hit your goals like your time goals for races so I haven't tested myself on it Mm. But most of my runs right now are within zone two running. Ah, that's cool. So yeah, maybe maybe we'll talk about that on another episode. Yeah, hopefully. Get get really into, I guess, the nitty gritty of maybe being in the running community. 
see kinda... how performance factors play out. Yeah, because that, that, I think that would be that would be interesting to listen. And we can talk about running and rock climbing. Yeah, and make sure... Those are two different types of strength that we're working on. That's running true. is mostly endurance. Yeah. I mean, distance running is yeah. endurance. Sprinting is more strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, endurance in muscle training. Yeah, strength, and yeah. make sure you get your sleep. <laughs> yes, I will. Because... Yeah, um, <clears throat> uh, what's his name? Usain Bolt. Mm. He's, he, he, you know, fastest man in the world. He's actually been, I believe, known to take naps, <laughs> like, just yeah. before he goes out running. And he's actually won some of his gold medals, which beforehand he took a nap. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently it just has a lot of um, performance-enhancing properties, just having a little nap uh sleeping uh it can like increase muscle recover recovery and a lot of other physical benefits and stuff like that which i, I think totally understand that yeah but be wary naps can also be dangerous naps yeah right. naps because they can disrupt your later sleep because it can uh kind of it's like taking this is an example they used uh matthew walker's podcast it's like taking a snack before you have dinner it kind of takes the edge off your hunger. Yeah. So having a nap is kind of taking the edge off your sleepiness. Mm-hmm. So it's better to not have a nap. So then when you reach that point, you're full, sleep, sleepy, ready to go. All right. So it, it can be good, but it also can be bad. So it's mm-hmm. a kind of use it when needed. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. yeah. So I thought... Yeah, I- yeah. With power naps or naps in general, there's this other thing called um, NSDR, mm-hmm. which Andrew Huberman talks about a lot. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, I haven't. Okay. So it's something called non sleep deep rest. And it's basically what um, it was, I think it was derived from this thing called Yoga Nidra, which is. <laughs> What's that? It's just like. I don't know, I think I've tried to... It's where you don't actually sleep or take a nap, but you're in this restful state where you're kind of telling your brain that you're resting, mm. that you're sleeping, mm. or something like that. So Is it like a meditation kind of deal? Or? Yoga, yeah, it's kind of like a... There's a few meditational sort of recordings on Spotify mm. that you can follow. Um, and Andrew Huberman, I believe, also has a few videos on NSDR, which is not sleep, deep rest, mm. where I haven't tried his, but I can update everyone once I do. <laughs> but I think it comes in handy when me, usually with university, when I'm, um, up until last term, I'm hoping and I'm thinking that my time management has gotten much better this term. That's with, good. Like, because I'm a bit happier or more satisfied with where I am. And I think I'm figuring out better ways to regulate myself, my emotional mm-hmm. state mm-hmm. and my physical state and my um, energetic or my dopamine or like a neurotransmitter state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I definitely recommend the morning walk or run actually i think you already do I that do don't that yeah. yeah do you like what time do you usually do your runs so it's usually a little 
kind of like one hour after waking up. Oh, within, well, there you go. Perfect. one hour after waking up, yes. I get out. Um, today, as well, I woke up. And yesterday was a bit sad because <laughs> I woke up at like seven, but I was in bed till ten. <laughs> and then I was like, I need to do my run to start. For me, my morning run is usually my start for the day. Like, yeah. I think I associate that particular see? action with being productive. It start, yeah, it's, see, it's telling your... It's telling your little supra... <laughs> <laughs> that supra uh, thing. The supra thing. Uh, super charismatic nucleus to go like, hey, it's time to wake up. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's just, it's activating all the wake up things and just go like, hey, it's time to get moving, time to get going. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important. So, yeah, I guess I've been doing something similar, not as intense as running, more just I mean, walking. I think it's all that matters... All- the only thing that matters is, is just getting, getting sunlight. sunlight. Yeah, yeah, morning sunlight. And also, I feel like in the morning, people are just so much more nicer. Like What? No way. No, really? No. Oh, this has happened, oh. like, no. One time, I went for a run at 8.30, and this lovely, lovely old woman, Yeah. she got so excited that she stopped to give me a fist bump. I mean, I gave her, I initiated the fist bump. You initiated the fist bump. She looked at me so happily. I was like, you're so cute. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other day, this was in the morning, another lovely, lovely walker. Biggest smile, like all smiles in the morning. See, obviously you don't work in hospitality. I've, (laughs) I've worked in hospitality until December last year. And did you get morning people? Huh? Did you get morning people? Well, I haven't worked hospitality in the morning. I worked at the uh, restaurant. They were only are. open in the evenings. See, I work, in, I work in hospitality, and I in the mornings, people are so grumpy. <laughs> I mean, I work retail in the mornings. I've, yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe that's just when they need something, when they need their coffee or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, and like they always need it like super hot. <laughs> I don't know. Well, actually, you're one of those people, right? You always need really hot coffee. You just actually brought something up. Uh, making sure you don't eat right before you sleep. It's <laughs> yeah. a, it's actually quite useful. I've been finding. I don't know. I have a weird habit that just before I'm sleeping, I need to eat something. Oh, really? I don't know why. It's a weird habit that's just come up. Like, I need something sweet or, like, <laughs> I need fruit. But, yeah, I've been trying to stop that. Yeah. Also, a um, myth that I heard... I don't know where this myth came from. I'm not even sure if it's a myth. It might just be in my friend group. That you should never wear socks when you're going to sleep. Really? Yeah. And why is that? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He he, he just said never wear socks when you're sleeping. And I I, I just trusted him. I'm just like, all right, I'm never doing it. But then I listened. And then I did my own research. And apparently it's a myth. It's fine. You can wear... Like, if it's a bit colder at night, it's fine to wear thick socks. I would say, don't wear the same socks that you're wearing with your shoes in bed. Nah. Because that's a bit dirty. Yeah, that is Like, you don't want to do that. Nah, you don't want that. Also, one last tip. Yeah. One last tip. One last tip. Uh, Making sure that you're not too hot before you go to sleep. It's always to get a cooler temperature just before you go to sleep. Because that's when... Um, another thing the circadian rhythm does is body temperature. Yeah. So um, I think I, I think I talked about this, but basically, oh no, 
think I talked about yeah the adrenazine, but it's actually kind of the same rhythm as the adrenazine. So um, when you wake up, your body temperature goes higher, and then once you reach midday, it goes lower before right. you hit hit uh, going to sleep. And basically, that's just the circadian rhythm doing its thing. So apparently, it's good. Uh, a good tip Matthew Walker said is to make sure you're a bit cooler just before you go to sleep. I don't know if it has to have to do with that, but so, would you say during winter don't use the heater to go to bed? Or... Oh no, you don't want to be too cold. Right. But you want to be a bit cooler. You'd rather be cooler than hotter. Right. Basically. Okay. So don't yeah. take a really hot shower right before bed. Oh uh, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> or just I don't know. Just make sure you're a bit cooler mm. before you go to sleep, yeah. Or while you're going to sleep. Oh, this is like a big thing in sleep studies. A lot of sleep studies have measured like how important sleep is for short memory retention and consolidation. Mm. Basically, oh, it's so important. Like they had this experiment where uh, I think half half the group had like a good night's rest and the other half didn't. And the people that had a good night's rest, the the consolidation of the memories prior of doing the test, which was just like memorizing an image. Is this is one of the studies we did last term. Uh, I'm not sure. It, it, I I think it might have been actually, but um, yeah, they were just like so much better at doing yeah. it. Also, another interesting fact: uh, there was a story about um, a guy who played piano. And basically, he came up to Matthew Walker, and he was uh, talking about how, and this is something I've experienced too, playing piano, how it didn't matter how late you stayed up practicing something. Like, I used to play songs all the time, trying to memorize all the notes and everything, and I stayed up very late, but then at a point, you keep making the same mistakes over and over again. And then... But then if you get a good night's rest the next morning, it's like, I don't know, the memory almost gets better and it comes back and it seems like you're learning while you're actually sleeping, which is kind of weird. Yeah. I feel like I find that really interesting too. Yeah. The fact that sleep plays such an important role in terms of retaining your memory. It and is. I, this is something I've struggled throughout university on procrastination yeah. and stress <laughs> in sleep. Um, I can relate. <laughs> usually for during the months or the weeks leading up to the big exam, um, I would completely neglect sleep because I would spend my day mostly procrastinating Yeah. and I would only get my focus during the night. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I try to look for stuff like that, but I, I didn't really understand why. I don't know if it's just because it's like habit, but I feel the exact same thing. Like the whole day, I feel like it's kind of hard to focus. And then once it hits like later in the night, like even 8 p.m. to 9 p.m., all of a sudden I get hyper-focused and hyper-motivated. I think it's because you're kind of recounting the day just before you go to sleep. And that's kind of why you feel more motivated, but I'm not too sure. I also have an opinion on the art. I feel like, for me, during the day, the day can go so many different ways. Like, there are so many different combinations of 
what you can do during your day because for me I think it's mostly connected to my phone yeah like if I have my phone on me uh, that means I have so many opportunities to make plans Mm. as many opportunities that the plans would actually go through to go through it you think and during the day yeah and during the day I think I would much rather spend time getting that quick dopamine rather than <laughs> <laughs> that's my way. Ah, you're a hedonist. No. <laughs> it's hedonist sometimes, yeah, but I think sometimes. I'm regulating it now. Yeah. Which is good. That's good. And I think having that morning routine really helps with that. Yeah, a good morning routine helps. It definitely does help. It kind of gets just a good start to your day. Of course, you need a... It's not everything. Like, I think I still find it hard to do work during the day, even though I do have, I'm kind of embedding that morning routine now. It's kind of like, oh, once you start, you kind of have to keep it going. Yeah. Because if you stop, even after you do your little morning routine, you can just go straight back to procrastination (laughs) again. Yeah. It's like, it's the same. It's like the principle of making your bed in the morning. Yeah, exactly. You have your first small win. I think, so, I think yeah. that's what we said in our first po- first episode, <laughs> how I didn't understand it, but then I finally found out why. <laughs> why people make their beds. Yeah. Wait, did I say that? No, I said it. Right. Yeah, because yeah. I, I just said, when I was younger, I didn't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know. More yeah. than sunlight and making the beds. Yeah, it's good. Cool. Also, I, I, I have so many tips bundled in my head that I just well, want to keep talking about. Um Another thing is just making sure that uh, you do, you try not to stay up too late mm-hmm. um, past your regular routine because that first like hour to I think two hours of sleep that you get is actually really important for memory consolidation from the day prior. Why not to, sorry? So you try not to basically... Um, so say you sleep at a regular schedule, right? Yeah. You sleep at, I don't know, 11pm all the time. If you sleep one day at like like at 12, midnight, then you may actually be missing out on like a quite a vital part of sleep. Right. Yeah, which is memory reconsolidation. And it's actually the same if you wake up too early Mm -hmm. if you wake up too early it also misses a deep part of memory okay so it's always that's why it's so important to have a routine with sleep having a pretty strict routine because that's just really healthy for your brain it makes your circadian rhythm happy it just makes because your brain your brain strives on routine when it comes to the circadian rhythm Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's really interesting. I guess, like, moving forward, I would love to know how to balance. Like, it's hard to sometimes sleep by 10 o'clock and wake up at 6 in the morning. Yeah, of course. Like, because, yeah. Like, yeah, when we go climbing as well, eventually the day always ends up, at, the night always ends at, like, 11-ish. Yeah, yeah. Mostly. And... Sometimes you need to have like that social night out sort of event or this thing, that thing. Yeah, I think it's always good to have a common routine, but sometimes, you know, we're, it's good to we're like young, get it. we have stuff we need to do. Like, I think... I know with food, there's a thing where 
they kind of say don't stick to one particular diet too long because your mm. body's getting too used to it yeah, yeah. And it's going to be aversive to new Mm-mm. stimuli yeah. later so when you're introducing newer foods it's going to reject it because or your metabolism is going to reject it mm. because i don't know because you haven't had it in a while well, what does it have to do with the, with the sleep yeah with sleep i feel like maybe i don't know this is still a very raw idea like what if once in a while it's okay to have those deviations just to set your yeah i think i don't know from what i've learned i think routine is definitely number one Mm -hmm. and of of course life's going to get in the way and we're going to have problems like i think that's why i don't remember a lot of late nights when i'm out partying (laughs) like because I, i stayed up later than my normal routine I just miss that vital part of sleep. So I think it is important to make sure you have a strong sleep schedule. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Which I've been trying to get on. Trying to go to sleep midnight and then 8 to 8.30. Maybe one day I'll go a bit earlier to like 11.30. But right now, that's my goal. I don't know. Try well, to go to sleep when you feel sleepy and wake up when you want nah, to Nah, nah, nah. You need routine. You need routine. But I don't know, when do you go to sleep and wake up? I strive to go to sleep by 10.30. Mm. Um, yesterday, I tracked my sleep on Sunday. Um, yeah, usually by 10, 10.30ish within then. Within wow, that's, that's pretty early. And I try waking up. I don't try. I just feel like my body's clock is like inclined to wake up by 6.37ish. Yeah. Like that's the usual time. Um, in the past, I did force myself and I did gaslight my brain into waking up at 5.30 every morning. <laughs> I find it really interesting how like if you consistently wake up to your alarm at 5.30, you'll eventually start waking up at that time. Yeah, regardless yeah, yeah. Of what time you go to bed. That, that actually shows a healthy uh, sleeping routine when you begin to not actually need your alarm. Regardless of what time you go to bed. Uh, well, it's just like a healthy routine, uh, is like you feel sleepy at a certain time and then yeah. you wake up at a certain time without your alarm. Oh. Yeah. Apparently it's a good signal. So I guess you can kind of get used to it, even though there's like chronotypes, which I'd love to get into, but I don't think we have time <laughs> for this episode, unfortunately. <laughs> talk about it <laughs> nah we'll, 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 we'll talk about it in a later episode maybe we'll do another one on sleep because yeah. there's so much to talk about i didn't even like i thought we could do it in one episode no there's way it's too much really to talk about maybe next week is sleep part two oh maybe we can do something a bit different and then we'll come stress. back to yeah. it Alrighty. well thank you for listening and you know what make sure you keep your sleep get that eight hours uh keep your sleep schedule uh Maybe go back and listen to the few other benefits. Uh, try them out. See if they help you. Uh, don't take any. Don't take <laughs> everything we say <laughs> as as a uh, what's it called as it like truth because we may make a few mistakes here and there. And we're still experimenting. Yeah, we're we're we're, 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 we're experimenting right now. Yeah. We're, we're all the experimenters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we just you just got to find what works for you. Awesome. Anyway, hope you listen to us next week. Thank you.